Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Right, here we go. It's brand new Flyers Daily for Saturday, 31st of December, as it is New Year's Eve, and the celebrations will happen tonight. But before that, the Flyers will take on the Los Angeles Kings coming up uh, in a late afternoon game here on the East Coast, 4 o'clock puck drop at LA, in LA's uh, Crypto.com Arena, and the Flyers will take on the LA Kings. And we'll do more about this coming up maybe in Monday's episode with Bill. But the LA Kings are a team that I think the Flyers' type of rebuild or retool, whatever you want to call it, um, could emulate because I think the Kings had very similar kind of a position with their contracts and their situation as the Flyers. There's a lot of differences, obviously. Jonathan Quick, an older goaltender for the Kings, finally in the last year of his deal. Carter Hart, very young. Like Andre Kopitar and others, maybe that's the type of rebuild the Flyers can do. But right now, the Kings... You know, as we sit here on the uh, last day of 2022, they're sitting in the second spot in the Pacific Division of the Western Conference. They are just uh, two points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. They've got 48 points in 39 games, a record of 21-12-6, and 7-1-2 in their last 10. They've won their last two, so it'll be the Flyers and the Kings today. But this episode, we're going to focus on the head coach because he is our guest, and he joins us right now on Flyers Daily. Torts, thanks for taking the time, and first of all, how was the holiday? Good, good. It was uh, uh, good to get away from the boys, and I'm sure the boys are glad they got away from us. So uh, everything is good. Family's well. Thank you. Um, when you come back, do, do you sense a little bit of okay? Everybody got a chance to exhale and and you know kind of pause and just kind of get their you know brain emotions and physical energy back in a way. Yeah, I, prior to the holiday, for the past God, the past four or five weeks, it's been a hard schedule. Uh, it, Every other day, travel, back, travel for a week, come back for a few, travel for another week. Uh, not a lot of practice time. Um, I could sense some guys were, uh, you know, I looked at Katesy at a couple of times late before the break. He looked like he was out of gas. So uh, it was a good time for a break. Uh, find a way to get a result uh, the first game back. So it's good. Some of those young guys like Cates, they're playing more hockey in a more condensed period of time than they've ever played in their career. And that's part of it, knocking down that wall, being an NHL and pro player, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what it is? Is not only how much they play and practice, trying to get them away from when we do have like an optional skate or when we do have a day away from the rink, stay the hell away. Yeah. Uh, I think young guys, it's that kind of old school thinking yeah, the coach says it's optional. The coach says it's a day off, but I need to go in the gym anyway because I'm a young guy, and or I need to go on that ice on an optional. Uh, th- this is where I think a lot of the education has to come from some veteran guys and the coaching staff to tell them it's okay to stay away. And uh, yeah, so I, I I think that's a big part of becoming a pro. Yeah, managing their their physical and mental and all those aspects is something you got to learn guys like james van reemsteig are good guys to kind of pass on that message isn't it yeah more you know you know jason it, it the physical part breaks down when you break down mentally and you, you need a break we we expect so much out of these guys at such a young age and we have a bunch of them on our team and as coaches we want it right now well we don't want it a few days from now we want it right now and you need to get away from it mentally, and I think that refreshes everything about you. Yeah, no doubt. Let, let's talk about the San Jose game because you guys get the overtime win. Um, towards I, the one thing that I, I've seen apparent over the last you know couple of weeks leading into the Christmas holiday, and certainly in the San Jose game, 
it, I always say that there's certain minutes in games that frankly are more important than other minutes in games, just because of the circumstance. You guys give up a goal, you come right back, you get one. That's an important period of time right after that. And it seems to me like you guys have been better at those important segments within a game. Situational play. Exactly. Yep. And, uh, um, I, I, I think we're getting better. At it. You know, we're, we're learning a lot here, although we haven't gotten a lot of results this year. We're learning a lot because we're in every game. Uh, we're we're in. We're able to teach situational play, and and you know I look at I look at Cam York last night. We tie the game up uh, to get it three to three. We have a couple minutes left, and Cam's in the neutral zone. He makes a lateral backhand pass to I think he's looking for his partner Provi, which is and he wasn't skating. It's one of the few minutes he wasn't skating because he's always in motion. And it's just a terrible situational play. And but you know, you know, I, I don't want to be afraid afraid for him to make a mistake. But it gives us a chance to teach that. I got to him right away in the bus driving to the airport, asking him what he was thinking, and and he immediately said, you know what, uh, I, I thought I had more time. I should I should have gone north and just should have got it in. And so those are things that you talk about as you go through this here. And uh, it was. Uh, you know, because they came right back down, almost get a great scoring chance. And this is with a minute and a half left, I think, at that time. So those are all the things during in close games you're teaching. Yeah, and, and the situation there is everything forward, everything deep. <laughs> play north, play north, yep. get over the blue line, let's get on our toes and forecheck. Because we, we, you know, we come back, we score two goals, and, and we have the momentum. And instead of making a lateral play east-west, let's just get back going. Let's get another hash mark and, and test them again. And uh, so it, it turns out it doesn't hurt us, but it gives us a great opportunity to teach. And, uh, you know, that's going to resonate with Yorkie when he's in that situation again. Yeah, he'll remember it for sure. W one of the key segments in that game, Torch, was at the end of the second period when Sandheim's in the box. And you got to lean on your goaltender there because they really had you hemmed in some good opportunities. And Sam Harrison in his second NHL start. And we know how the first one went, got pulled and then got right back in there really slammed the door to go into that third period. Only down one is a huge difference. And a big part of that was that, that goaltending at the end of that period. Yeah. We, we have three or four chances to get the puck out on a penalty kill. It's something we've struggled with of late here, getting pucks out, but uh, Sam stood in there and uh, I, I, I like his mindset. I've said it right along since I've had him. Remember the first shot last night, first shot went in on him in Carolina. The first shot last night hits the post, Yeah, you know, and that can shake you. And, uh, I, I think he has a, a mental mindset, especially at that position as a goaltender, that's pretty strong. And huge part of the game, Jason, as you talked about, the saves he made just to keep us there. Yeah, and you're right. That hits the post. He's going, oh, no, here I go again. I'm going to yeah. falter. And, yeah. you, you know, you're probably almost planning at that point with Dilly, you know, before that game's over against Toronto, you're going – or Carolina, you're going, okay, we got to start the mental process of telling him his career is not defined by this first start and getting pulled, but he gets thrown right back in there. And towards in some ways, you don't want to see Carter get hurt and take the, the shot that he took there. But in some ways, it was good because the kid couldn't think and he just had to get back in there and rely on his instincts of stopping pucks. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think Dilly, our goaltending coach, uh, went right to him, uh, got to work with him right away the next day. Uh, to, to let them know that this is all part of it here and be excited about the opportunity. No matter if you fail or not, uh, be, be excited about the process. And I, and I, 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 I think he was handled very well by a goaltending coach. And I think Urs handled himself very well last night. 
towards a, a thing that I firmly believe in team sport and flow sport is aggressiveness is the key. Passivity is a recipe for uh, failure, in my opinion. And you guys have a real aggressive approach in, in all zones, but and in particular now on the PK, because you've got the tools that can use that aggressive approach and also turn it the other way. And especially with that chemistry with Konechny and Lawton, and I know you talked about Shawzi and, and that approach of aggressiveness on the PK and how much that can make a difference. Yeah, and, and I, it, it bleeds over to your five-on-five five play. We, we've changed our, our penalty killing a little bit here in the last, uh, I'd say, nine or ten games, if I remember correctly. We've changed our neutral zone uh, as far as trying to take out some of the thinking and just, just trying to jam and, and just chase people instead of angling and having them think too much because I just felt we were on our heels in both facets of our game. And uh, one bleeds into the other. And, uh, you know, it, 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 we're trying to get to a philosophy. I don't want them worrying about making mistakes. I don't want them overthinking. I just felt our team was a, a little stagnant in, in reads and reading too much and not moving their legs. So we've tried to take the thinking out and just allow the guys to chase. And, and I think it's helped us and it's put us on our toes. Yeah, it forces you guys to dictate the terms more than react to the terms. Exactly. Um, are, are there elements, you know, system elements, structure elements that maybe you haven't installed yet because you're really trying to get that D zone, you know, and that coverage locked in? Is there still some offensive elements that you guys haven't installed yet? Yeah, and and, and I'll, I'm going to lean quite a bit. Rocky has a lot of information he'd like to give to the players. I, I think we all do. We, we, we've talked a little bit about manufacturing goals just through our forechecking. Mm-hmm. But, they're, 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 Jason, I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of things that we we want to touch upon that we really haven't started coaching on. But I, I think you got to make a read with your team. How much can they handle at a certain time? And, uh, I, I think this is not only uh, this year process, it's a next year process, too, as far as how much information we give them until we really figure out who's on the bus and what our team's going to look like in the big picture here. So little by little, we're giving it to them. Uh, I, I think you can really hurt your team if you try to give them too much. Uh, so we're trying to be patient with all the information. Yeah, it's a drip. It's not just to pour it on them because it'll overwhelm them for sure. I totally agree. Um, yeah. let, let's talk about uh, Noah Cates. You mentioned him before. Um, Tortiz doing a lot of things. You put him in a lot of tough minutes and, and important minutes in games to defend. Uh, his offense has dried up a bit as a result. Uh, how important is it that he get that some of that offense going again? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I want to be careful there. Uh, uh, young guy, ton of minutes, crucial situations, new position, hasn't played it before. Uh, the the crap that goes on with this team losing, uh, the pressure that comes with that. I, I don't want to put too much pressure on him because I know him so well right now. He's putting enough pressure on himself and. He made a couple of, you know, early in the game, he springs TK. TK walks in on a breakaway. The goalie makes a great save on him early in the game. He's made some good offensive plays. Uh, hasn't been consistent with it by, by any means. I've kind of, uh, the, the third periods, if we're chasing games, which we have quite a bit, I kind of take him out of that offensive position and try to get Kevin involved a little bit more offensively. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to stay patient with him. I, I uh the most important part of the game, uh, he's learning and has picked it up so well. And I think people kind of lean on him and learn from him as far as positioning away from the puck. So as we talked about within our team concept, for the individual player, a young guy, step by step and not give him too much at one time. 
TK's got four straight multi-point games. He's got 10 multi-point games on the season. And Tortsy hasn't ended up on the score sheet with a point in only seven of the 30 games he's played. And I know as a coach, you love guys that are going to answer the bell and be consistent contributors to a team because it's a known commodity that you can almost bank on game in and game out. And, you know, you're looking to find out who's who and what's what. You're finding out a lot about TK. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think mistakes bother him because he makes some. I don't think it bothers him. I think it uh, I think it lights him up a little bit more uh, to get ready for his next shift. I think he moves by things very easily and that, that it doesn't affect him for the rest rest of the game. Uh, he's got great legs. He's in great shape. You could see that in camp. Uh, yeah, I I, uh, I, I don't I kind of leave him alone. Uh, I, I don't try to overcoach him. There are things situationally that we're going to have to teach him also. But I, I'm kind of leaving him alone right now because he's in a little bit of a zone of the puck follows him. He makes things happen everywhere he goes, whether it's penalty killing or five on five. He's doing things away from the puck. I, I, I think it's very important just to allow him to go because he's a bundle of energy right now. Another guy that's a bundle of energy and emotion is Tony D'Angelo. seems like his game is starting to ratchet back up in the right direction. He gets the uh, overtime winner. had two assists in that game as well. How's Tony handled the amount of losing? Because that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Tony comes from a team uh, that was probably, you know, probably if not the, they, I know they don't win the cup, but they're one of the top teams all year long last year. Yeah. Uh, has a has a has a field of players around him that protected him also in, in some of the things that I think there where the deficiencies in his game is. But I think he had people that protected him because it was a deeper team than we have right now. So I think Tony's in a little bit of that adjustment as far as some of the things he does turns into bigger things because we can't bail them out uh, as far as with the, uh, the depth of our lineup. Uh, but one thing I, as, as we've come back and he was sat out, uh, had some family situations, I think he's really worked on his play defensively as far as closing people out. He's beginning to show his competitive emotion again, where for a bit he was, he's got to find that in between, not being too quiet, but not yapping all the time either. And I, I think he's really trying to find that groove. And quite honestly, he's trying to understand me a little bit too and me understand him in that part of the game because I don't want him disrupting everybody either. And, and so I, I think he's in it right now. I, I, I think he feels good about his game. Uh, his offensive game is coming back. Uh, he's played really well the past two or three games here. Yeah, there's a sweet spot, uh, you know, and a happy, you know, right in the middle there where he needs to he needs to reside. Um, last player thing on Ashley, when we get to hockey and hounds, you know, one guy we haven't heard you talk a lot about is Ivan Provorov, but he's been on your top pairing essentially all season, and it's kind of tough sometimes towards when you have a kind of revolving door of partners because so much of it is you know that instinct of knowing where that partner is going to be, and that changes yeah. when guys change. What's been your evaluation of Provy's play so far through 35? Yeah, I think when he started our season, he was dead on. Uh, he was uh, he was pissed he wasn't on the power play. Uh, <laughs> I told him, you've got to work on, on moving the puck quicker in the defensive part of the game. Because I thought his game, when I watched him last year from afar, I thought his game was nowhere near where it needed to be as I watched him break into this league uh, as an opposing coach. So I wanted him just to concentrate on his game. He wasn't going to get power play time until we saw that. He stepped in and played really well. Uh, uh, always a great competitor. Always eats shots. Uh, so we put him on the power play. Uh, had some time there. I think his game has been inconsistent here of late. Uh, uh, 
he's he, uh, we, we bring up Yorkie. Sandy's game is coming. We have Tony. I, I'm, I'm just not going to use him on the power play right now until we find a way to get his game back consistently uh, because he's such an important guy to us. I, I thought he had a really good game last night. Makes a great play yeah. uh, on the overtime goal with his patience. He makes a great play to start it. Then he beats Carlson up the ice to join in to making an odd man rush with tip and has great patience with the puck to get the puck over to Tony to score the goal. Uh, so, listen, I, I love the guy because he's such a competitor, but I think he's been inconsistent here. We're going to try to find him back to some some consistency. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that answers the bell, too. He, yeah. He, yeah. he wants to be on that ice and is quite a bit. Uh, let's talk about Hockey and Hounds. PhiladelphiaFlyers.com slash Hockey and Hounds is where you can get all the info. And we've got yet another beauty of a dog. <laughs> and this one's named after one of the beauties of – flyers history and that would be bob kelly this dog is hound <laughs> yeah yeah it, it from the picture i'm looking at it, it it looks like it might be a brindle has some brindle pity in it yep uh, uh, but the greatest thing about it as you as you as we read on it and talk to the people about it loves other dogs loves people uh, being fostered right now with a cat and another dog they just play all day long uh yeah, and again, as we always talk about, Jason, in this segment, you got to get on the site to look at the picture. Uh, it it matches the name, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, so get there. Uh, you, 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 gave, you gave the information as far as the site, philadelphiaflyers.com slash hockey and hounds. You got to take a look at the hound here. Yeah, the, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it kind of looks like hound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like one that I, – I have one that looks just like it. And uh, – and his name is Sherman. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it looks like a beautiful dog. And the th- greatest thing is it it's with a cat. It, 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 I don't think there's any issues as far as behavior. So this one's ready for it's being fostered. It's ready for its uh, forever home. He he's an all situations dog. <laughs> yes, yes, he, he can play in all situations. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's PhiladelphiaFlyers.com slash hockey hounds. All the details. On adoptable dogs week. Hey, towards after our last conversation, I got a DM from a guy on Twitter and shot me a nice photo of one of the beautiful hockey and hound shirts that are available on uh, your and Christine's, uh, your wife's family foundation for giving back. And uh, people can get those as well at tortorellafoundation.org. It was a beautiful shirt. Oh, they're, they're the, the shirts, the long sleeve, short sleeve, yep. the sweatshirts, especially this time of year. They're fantastic. And I just love the Philly colors on them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're. Uh, all the boys, as I said last week, all the boys here are buying them. There were a lot of Christmas gifts with that. And, and I stress every dollar that is made with the, the sale of these goes right to shelters to help these animals. And so it's a it's a win-win situation, that's for sure. Yeah, all right. Everybody needs to visit philadelphiaflyers.com slash hockey and hounds and pick up those shirts at the uh, tortorellafoundation.org website. And uh, again, like Tort said, uh, all those proceeds going to go right to the shelters, which is fantastic. Towards best of luck uh, coming up against LA, and uh, also have a great new year and uh, great things to come. Great. Thanks, Jason. Great talking to you as always. Thanks to John Tortorella for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers Kings coming up at four o'clock. We'll have a New Year's Day edition of Flyers Daily. We'll break down that game and much more. So join us then for a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Hey, Joe.